This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Rudy V, along with Anthony Ray. First and foremost, we want to thank our producer, Mark Winter, and Pet Life Radio for giving us the opportunity. And we want to thank each and every one of you guys out there for tuning in and listening to us. In this episode, we're going to be talking about getting bitten in the grooming shop. Yeah, it happens, guys. It happens a lot. You got to be careful as a dog groomer. We're also going to be talking about some ways of how to prevent getting bitten or at least limited with that being said we also have our very funny comment of the week we got all that and much much more coming up on this episode of groomer humor it's designerpetsweaters.com hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat beautiful couture patterns for your pets including custom knitted formal wear casual wear yachting and even sports themed many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats top hats and a lot of sparkle each sweater includes leg loops front paw sleeves and leash opening visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today large or small we fit them all designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Groomer Humor, guys. Once again, we are your hosts. I'm Rudy V, along with my son, Anthony Ray. And we, as we said, are talking about getting bitten in the grooming shop. But before we get into that... I want to say hi to Anthony. Hi, Ant. What's going hi. on? Nothing much. Recovering from Super Bowl Sunday. Still, ah, still a little foggy. <laughs> talk about getting bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oof. That was a uh, that was a long night. Fun, good times though. Yeah, I like Shakira. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that girl can move, man. Yes, she can. Yes, Oof. she can. I like Shakira. Yeah, J Lo was okay, but it kind of like I was kind of like, can we see Shakira again? You know what it is, J-Lo, she's a good dancer, and she barely danced. It was more like she yeah. was getting carried around a lot. Yeah, like, she gets carried around. Put her down. Put her yeah, down. Put her down. <laughs> the one dude looked like he was struggling a little bit then. The one scene, you know, like carrying yeah. her from point A to point B. But, exactly. you know, hey, listen, you know, she's, you know, listen, she's getting up there, you know. Sure. Give, cut her a break. She was, was good, just- too. Of course she was good. It's just like the best part was there was like one part at the end when her and Shakira both danced at the same time. It's like the whole thing should have been that. Yeah. Just put J-Lo yeah. down and let her dance yeah. because you know what I mean? <laughs> but right. Yeah. No, it was down. It was actually one of the better halftime shows, to be honest, because it a lot good. of times I don't like them. I'm not usually a big fan of the halftime shows lately. I don't know why. I just feel like they've been more like oh look at how big we can make this look as opposed to like an actual performance but that was good i like that one because they're dancers and you could always dance you could i heard that they always lip sync during the super bowl because of the way it sounds it wouldn't sound good live apparently so the lip syncing is fine but you can't lip sync dance that's why i was like you know that was actually a pretty good super bowl uh show because they could dance yeah dancing really good her her hips don't lie i mean that's just no that's no, for sure. Hey, baby, when you talk like that, you know, <laughs> wow. I, 
make a woman go mad. Dude, so you know, fine. we don't even, we could have Shakira on the show. Just, just pretend <laughs> to be her. That's a really good impression. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> all we have to do is pretend <laughs> like she sings all of her answers to our questions. So Shakira, where are you from? <laughs> I was born in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I, I don't know where she's from. But. Uh, Columbia. Columbia? Yeah. Mm. A lot of mm. other things come out of Columbia too. <laughs> yeah. Corn. Anyway. Corn, is produce, the, fresh. You know what? I don't even know if corn comes from. I, I, mean, I, don't, so, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I know? I know dogs. That's all I know. Yes. I know dogs. Let's get in, here. That's it. Let's get into <laughs> dogs here. We were talking about getting bitten. Uh, we were just discussing this the other day because I got bitten. So, <laughs> you know, and uh, we we're like, you know what? This is going to be the next show. Yeah, it's kind of, listen, if you're going to choose to be a dog groomer, you have to expect to get bitten once in a while. It's kind of like, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be uh, playing with snakes and not get bitten or, you know, kind of being an alligator hunter or something and not lose a limb from time to time. Uh, <laughs> a limb from time to time. That's something <laughs> you kind of want to avoid altogether. Yeah, you know, <laughs> when I see some of that stuff, it's kind of like, I'm glad I'm a dog groomer. <laughs> But let me tell you, man, getting bitten by a dog, it can be bad. It can, you know, I've seen groomers get bitten up so bad that they just say, hey, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm not doing this no more. I've been bit in the face on multiple occasions. <laughs> yeah, because you trust, you stick yeah. your face in the dog's face too much. And I tell you all the time, Anthony, don't put your dog, your, don't put your dog in this face. Don't put your <laughs> face in this dog's face. And you do it anyway. Well, I always try to give the dogs the benefit of the doubt. I know it's a weakness, but sometimes yeah. it's so undeserved, though. Remember that Karen Terrier? He was kissing me. I know. He was being so sweet, wagging his tail, and he was kissing me, and then he bites me in the cheek. It's like, very, hey, dude. Very deceptive. Very yeah, deceptive that was so deceptive. Dog. Yeah. That's not fair. That isn't fair. I gotta. Ha I have to agree with you there. That, that's not fair. Yeah. Shakira wouldn't think it was fair. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> She, she just bit it in the face. <laughs> but yeah, here's the thing. One of the things that you can do to help yourself out is know about that dog. You got to know, especially when groomers get like a new client. Um, the first thing that we usually like to do is find out as much as you can about that dog. And I come right out and say, hey, listen, is there anything I should know about your dog? You know, do I have to worry about your dog biting me for any reason? And sometimes people will be honest. In most cases, people will be honest and they'll say, oh, yeah, he doesn't like his face being done or he doesn't like his paws being done or he hates his nails being clipped and this sort of thing. And it's, you know, greatly appreciated when a customer says that, you know, other customers, you know, they don't want to have you label their dog as being a bad dog. You know, nobody wants to have a bad child. And that's understandable. But. When that happens, a lot of times you're kind of just going by, you know, experience and now you have to try to do the dog to find out whether or not the dog is going to try to bite you. The one thing that bothers me a lot is when people say, oh, my dog doesn't bite, you know, and I didn't even ask you yet. That usually tells you right there, your dog does bite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't you know? ask you about if your dog bites or not. Exactly. I'm always leery of the person that comes and says, my dog doesn't bite. Oh, I didn't even ask you though yet. Well, you know, so you're kind of uh, implementing yourself there. And uh, it's really, really a tough situation, especially when you have a new client, because you really have to test that dog out and uh, see if the dog bites or and you have to work slowly when you get a new client. But knowing your dog is very, very important. And also 
on top of knowing your dog, you can even have a dog that you know, right, Anthony? We've had this experience where it's like, we know the dog and we've been grooming it for a really long time. But all of a sudden, like I go to pick up a paw and do a pad and the dog comes around and tries to bite me. And this, this could be a dog that has never tried to bite me, but all of a sudden came around. And this is usually a case where maybe something happened. The dog could have twisted a knee or the dog could have like pulled a nail out or cut its pad. You never know what's going on. Again, you got to be careful with these things. And let's say, you know, we've been in situations like this, right? And where, you know, we have a dog that usually just never bites or something. And all of a sudden dog comes around and I go, hey, aunt, you know, she came around on me. Be careful with that leg. You know, I think her leg might be bothering her or knee. And, uh, you know, in the grooming shop, you got to communicate like that. Like, you know, talk it up in the infield. You know what I'm saying? Because why wouldn't you say that to your bather if you didn't say it to your bather? And now your bather goes to lift the leg or something like that. And now your bather just got bitten because you didn't say something, you know, so it's communication in the grooming shop. Very, very important. Yeah. You do that for me all the time. Uh, a couple times a week, at least, you'll say, uh, you know, anything, something as simple as, hey, you know, aunt, be careful. This dog's favoring that left leg a little bit. Just be careful in the tub. One of the biggest things you ever tell me is don't lift that leg, you know, and it's not even because you got bit or anything, but you just you felt something a little bit like, you know, the dog was pulling away on it and you could just tell something might be up with that leg. You know, so you you tell me before I bathe the dog, don't lift that leg. And then lo and behold, later on, the customer picks up and says, oh, yeah, they they fell the other day or right. something like forgot that. I to and, tell you. Yeah, I forgot to tell you. I'm so sorry. And it's like so you have to be very, very careful. And, it, you know, it really is communication is key as the customer. If you can to save the extra step and just to be safe, you know, if you can, if there's ever something, even if it's a small little update in the morning when you drop off or however you do it. Yeah. Make sure the groomers know, especially if something big happened, you know, if the dog had surgery or something like that and you know always let the groomer know as much as you can even if uh, the groomers know your dog for years you know definitely up give us a little updates just so we know sure dog could have like an inner ear infection that you don't see you know you go to clean the ear out and all of a sudden you know the dog's just going for you right away because it just hurt them as you're trying to clean out the ear you know so yeah just happens a lot again you know as dog groomers it's part of the risk of the job you know, does it happen a lot? Because, you know, we get this question. We, we always get this. You know, do you guys get bitten? You know, <laughs> you know I don't know why it's always a burnout asking. It, it, yeah. How many times did you, did you guys get bitten today? <laughs> you know? So, well, I wouldn't want to get bitten. Do yeah. you guys get bite, bitten? Sometimes you get the whole, you know, how'd you get bitten? You're a how dog did, groomer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, mm-hmm. you know, I got bitten because I am a dog groomer. Right, yeah. But yeah, it happens a lot. So you, that's the whole point of this episode right here is because we get that question so much. Did you guys get bitten? Yeah, we do. You know, is it often, though? No, it's really not. I have to say, man, I would say, what do you think? And 90% of the dogs that come in don't bite. And if they no. do, it's kind of like like what we're talking. It's isolated. You know, it's because yeah. of maybe they don't like their nails clipped. So you have to kind of figure out what the dog doesn't like. And, okay, like, let's say a dog who just hates its nails being clipped. It's a very common thing. A lot of dogs just hate that part of the grooming. So you muzzle it for the nails. You know what I mean? What I like to do is save it for last. Do everything else first and then save the nails for last because my motto is why upset the dog right up front? You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Do everything you have to do. If you know that the dog doesn't like its nails being done or its ears being done, whatever it doesn't like that has the potential of biting you, you know, you wait and then, you know, you muzzle the dog and then you do it real quick and uh, take the muzzle off, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of that. Definitely not often that you get bit because as groomers, and again, it gets easier as you get to know dogs more, but you always definitely have to be careful with the turning points. And by turning points, I mean there's times in a dog's life where they go from never being a biter to, oh, they just went for me. Yeah. And in my opinion, that's three things. Number one, as a dog gets older, all of a sudden they might not want you going near their mouth because their teeth start to rot a little bit sometimes and now sure. boom, it's hurting them. Second one would be the belly. A lot of times as dogs get a little older or just randomly throughout their lives, they could have a little bit of bloating. And uh, now a dog that you usually would pick up by kind of scooping their stomach up, all of a sudden give you a little yelp or a bite. Oh my God, what happened? You know, they got some bloating. You didn't notice it. And, uh, yep. and then the third also uh, obviously being the legs. Uh, a lot of times dog will dive off the couch, you know, maybe hurt their joint a little bit like that. And now a dog that never bit you when you raise their leg, now all of a sudden they're going for you so you got to be careful that's why when people say oh my dog's not a biter it's like okay but until further notice right and any dog can bite you yeah. know it's, it's their way sometimes of going ow you know so sure it's you know they don't they can't say ow yeah you know or they can't push your hand away or anything right. you know they exactly exactly you know it's so true and again even though your dog wasn't a biter yesterday doesn't mean that he can't bite you today you know based on what we're talking about something mm -hmm. may have happened he might not be feeling good whatever I, i'm glad you pointed out picking up a dog amp because a lot of you know we have to pick up dogs all the time and uh i forget the dog's name but we got the that one shepherd mix forget his name but anyway he hates being picked up good for mm -hmm. everything else you can bathe this dog you can do his ears you can clip his nails and he will not bite you but you go to pick him up mm -hmm. and he's coming around he does yep. not like being picked up so you know we tend to muzzle him but sometimes we don't have time we, we just kind of pick him up but it's like a two-person job like i will man his head i will kind of like take his focus off of anthony picking him up and i'll yep. guide his head and you pick him up real quick and he doesn't try, you know, as long as you're yeah. kind of attentive to him, he doesn't try. It's weird. It's weird. But but a lot of times if we have extra time, you know, we'll throw a muzzle on him. We use basket muzzles too, guys. I, I hate some of the muzzles out there are ridiculous. Never wrap a dog's muzzle. I mean, it's just. I don't it, like that at all. Yeah. We use basket muzzles and they kind of just, they, they almost look like a horse feeder kind of muzzle where it just goes over their muzzle and they can breathe, they can pant. It snaps in the back of the neck there so that, you know, there's no discomfort or closing, constricting the dog's muzzle. Um, you got to be really careful with that, man. A dog, if you put on a, like a Velcro muzzle too tight, you will prevent that dog's ability to breathe. So you got to be very, very careful with what type of muzzles you do. Just we only use basket muzzles and uh, or sometimes we even use like the Elizabethan collar or dogs that we don't. You know, it just creates that. If you check out some of our videos, if you go to Grooming by Rudy on YouTube and check out some of our videos, we have a video where we kind of use an Elizabethan collar where, you know, we're creating a little barrier between the muzzle and my hand or whatever. But don't use the wrap muzzles in any capacity. Um, I don't like those at all. I don't like anything. that, And I haven't done the research on it, but mm -hmm. just in looking at it, it can't be good. Yeah. You know, put a piece of tape over your mouth 
and then see how worried you get if anything comes near your nose because now you can't breathe. You know what I mean? (laughs) So uh, I have seen dogs freak out with, you know, Velcro muzzles. I don't, you know, because listen, you're taking away the dog's ability to breathe. It can't breathe. So the dog instantly goes into panic mode. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Forget about biting you. You know what I mean? You're going to, you're going to kill this dog. Exactly. And you don't know how bad it could really be. We have a big golden doodle. One of our favorite dogs, his name is Goldie. And when he was younger, he was hit by a car and thank God he survived, but he was in bad shape. He had his muzzle was shattered. His muzzle was completely shattered and he Mm -hmm. had to get a complete like reconstructive surgery on his muzzle. I'll be damned if I'm going to wrap that dog muzzle. And I don't know what his nasal passage is like right now. I, you know, he might not be breathing through his nose at all. As a matter of fact, I believe that one of his nostrils doesn't even work anymore. You know exactly. what I mean? Um, so I'm not going to wrap that dog's mouth shut. God, no. he's not going to be able to breathe. Yeah. Um, you, you never know. And as a groomer, don't just assume that something like that didn't happen to it. One of your customer's dogs. You never know. You just right. never know. Go with the safe bet. Those open muzzles are so yeah. much better. And the Elizabethan collars are a great alternative or a great add-on to use along with the muzzle. Sure. Uh, just to protect your hand and uh, and honestly protect the dog. It kind of blocks what they're seeing a little bit too, making them less nervous nine out of ten times. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. It's just a lot of times you will see people do this and it's like, man, listen, you guys have no idea. You can cause this dog to have a heart attack, no less too. You know, it I mean, can't just, pant. It can't it pant. It can't breathe. Pant. Yeah. So. And if you're not going to put it tight, then what's the mm-hmm. point anyway? Because yeah. you know what I mean? So don't just don't use those. I don't I, I mean, that's that my opinion. They can't be good for them. I never like those muzzles. Those just right. seem a little inhumane and a little way like way too risky. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't mess with the dog's breathing. Exactly. Be careful when using muzzles. But OK, so now that we've talked a little bit about like, you know, dogs that may bite for a certain reason. It's not to be confused with a dog that just is showing all-out aggression, okay? This is the case a lot of times, too. You take a dog in, and this dog, forget about, you know, biting because, you know, you touched its feet or something. This dog just wants to attack you just because it's just terrified. It, it, it doesn't like its environment. Listen, if a groomer out there chooses to push that forward, chances are you're going to get bitten up. You know what I mean? So my take on that is, listen, if a dog is just showing all out aggression, you know, you need an alternative grooming process for that dog. And and it's a judgment call. You know, you got groomers out there that say, you know, there hasn't been a dog that I can't groom. Okay, that might be true. But, you know, is it the best thing for the dog or you? You know, are you getting bitten up to groom that dog? Is that dog putting you out of commission for the next two weeks because it bit you up bad enough? Are you causing that much stress to that dog where you're forcing the grooming upon him? Don't do that. You know, don't do that. You know, you should seek alternative means. You know, go to the vet. Try something else. Maybe you can get a mild sedation on the dog and try it that way or Listen, it could become a case where it's like you shouldn't be grooming that dog. It's just too aggressive. It's just too nervous. And uh, I'm sorry, but you got to protect yourself as groomers too. You know, maybe it's a thing where maybe the dog just has to go under anesthesia and get groomed that way. I'm sure there's some cases that are that severe. There are. We've seen it here. Yeah. And you don't, as a group, see, we're a team and shout outs to Go Groomer on YouTube, Amy. She's a great channel, another great grooming channel. Go check her out if you want to see some good grooming videos like ours. She said in one of her videos the other day that uh, we're a team. And I love that quote, the groomer, the pet owner and the pet. We're a big team. Now, with that being said, in a situation that you were just talking about, 
part of being a team is knowing when to call it. Just because we're a team doesn't mean force the issue. That's actually calling it off is just as much of a team move as completing the actual grooming. As the groomer, you have to know when this dog isn't having it. It's not worth mm-hmm. stressing the dog out and hurting right. the dog in any way. And sometimes you have to try something different. And sometimes that different thing is simply going to a different groomer because dogs, you have to try everything. Dogs, so right. We've had dogs come in who apparently they were super aggressive and the other groomer couldn't get near them and they bring the dog here and it turns out the dog didn't like winning or something like that, That's you right. know, or their setup, uh, you know, they kept the dogs too close together or something like yeah. that and the dog doesn't or, like or, other dogs. Or vice versa. You know, we've had dogs come in here. Apparently the dog may have been, you don't know, maybe the dog was abused by a man and the dog wants nothing to do with yep. man. We send them over to our, we have another groomer in the area here that we send a lot of business to and um and she's fine with the dog and and it's like you know we'll get feedback and say yeah the dog wasn't that bad blah 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 he just didn't like this but i was able to groom him okay Mm -hmm. you know and uh, so the team extends even further uh, as we always talk about it's the industry you know you you need to communicate with other groomers um maybe you're not the right groomer because of that reason you're a man or maybe just your process is different Things like that. That's why it's so important that we're talking about this stuff. We love doing the podcast. We love doing our grooming channel because there's just more information now than ever. So we're we're really bringing it all together here so that, again, the goal here is how do we better the experience for the dogs, for the pets? You know, it's important to learn some stuff at home. You know, all too often we get people that just don't do anything at home to teach the dog or the puppy about the grooming process. They won't even brush it. And then they come in and it's like, okay, the dog is like eight months old. Now it's full coated. It's completely matted. And now, you know, we're expected to do this really in-depth grooming on the first try where if you're watching some videos, whether it's our channel or someone else's channel on YouTube, you know, you get some pointers, you get some brushing pointers, you get, you know, how to introduce your puppy to a slicker brush or how to introduce your puppy, you know, to a nail clipping and you learn, you know, that that's the big thing nowadays. Just, just learn. You got YouTube, you got all these avenues that we can look towards. And even as the pet owner, you should be picking up some grooming skills and start your dog on the way. This way, when you do bring the dog to a groomer, the dog already knows, oh, yeah, that's a brush, you know, and yep. uh, I'm okay with that. The industry is pretty much at the point now where it's becoming no excuse to not do some research before picking a breed to get because there's just so much information out there. And even if you're not sure what breed you're going to get yet, there are channels out there like ours like there is so much information out there that you should know what you're getting into when you're picking a dog. If you don't have the financial means to keep up with a dog that requires extensive grooming, right. then don't get that breed of dog. I don't care That's how right. much you like that breed and I don't care yeah. what celebrity bought that breed. That celebrity <laughs> has a lot more money than you right? <laughs> and they could afford to have that dog groomed every month. You know, but it's if true. you if you don't make a lot of money, I'm not saying that makes you a bad dog owner, but make it easier on yourself and the dog. If you just don't have the financial means, then don't get a high maintenance dog. Go yeah. with a short coated dog so that it just makes it easier. Because like you said, there's some people who will just their dog doesn't even know what a brush is and it's a year old. Now you're just expecting a magic trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that I, I, good luck. 
had a client come in last Saturday. Can you take my dog today? It's a puppy. I said, what kind of puppy is this? It's a Wheaton Terrier. Okay, well, this is an extremely high-maintenance dog, right? And I said, I'm sorry, I can't do it today. And she said, well, we're really looking to get it done today. I said, you know, I just don't have the time. It's a Saturday. We're very busy. I look outside. It's not a puppy. I looked in the car. It was like a 70-pound Wheaton Terrier bouncing from window to window, right. you know, biting at the glass. That's not a puppy, you know? A puppy is a three-month-old, not an 11-month-old when it comes to grooming. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. And and something tells me that that dog doesn't know what a brush is. <laughs> you know, exactly. It, have you at least been showing them a brush? No, I bet not. Right. You know, so again, is that dog more likely to probably try to take your face off? Absolutely. Yeah. It is. You know what I mean? So again, you got to just kind of, uh, we, we, we really have to pull together on this. You know, nobody, uh, we, we don't want to get hurt. You know, groomers get hurt a lot, man. I was bitten severely early on in my in my uh, grooming career by no less a golden retriever. I was bathing a golden retriever that did not like its rear being touched at all. So the dog was sitting down and, you know, of course I'm bathing the dog. I started off as a bather and, um, you know, I went to lift the dog up to scrub its butt and man, the dog came around and had my tiny little hand in its humongous mouth. It seemed like an eternity. He didn't let go of me. And the longer my hand was in his mouth, the harder he was biting down, you know, and yep. I, to, to the point where I was, ah, ah, you know, <laughs> you, like you go into shock, you know? <laughs> Oh no, I'm getting bit bad. Yeah, exactly. Shakira would, ah, ah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I literally, I had to kind of pry the dog's mouth open to get it yeah. off my hand. And, uh, man, it, it broke skin. It, 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 it crushed my hand. I, uh, and, uh, again, it makes you think twice, man. It's like, you know, is this what's going to happen to me? Cause uh, you know, but again, if, Let's say I knew that I could have put a comfort muzzle on the dog, maybe even asked for help, you know, assistance, pick the dog up, scrub the rear real quick. You know what I'm saying? Do a quick job, rinse it down. Problem solved. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, even if the dog did come around, he you know, wouldn't have got me and, you know, we're getting the job done. That's I, I couldn't do it without you. I, I think every groomer needs an assistant. It helps in preventing to get bitten. It, it really does. I think there are so many aspects of grooming that require two people. Yes. Um, in the long run anyway. A lot of things can be done with one person, but most of the grooming process could be done safer with two people. Yeah. How many times we've had a dog, Anthony, that just hates its nails being clipped, but you hold it and it lets me do it. Yeah. When you hold the dog, you know what I mean? That's a, that is like a daily thing. Not every dog, but right. at least a dog a day I yeah. hold. Um, yeah. You know, especially when they're, they're a little bit smaller. Now it's, oh, I'll just hold you. I'll pet you. And they're not paying attention to nearly as much to what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and it just helps. We got that little Chihuahua. I think his name is, is Pino or something like that. And, and he's, he hates his nails being clipped. Anthony holds him and kind of tucks his head into his shoulder. And it's almost like you're drawing blood. And he, he, you know, as long as he's not seeing me clip his nails, he's fine. Yeah. And he Anthony, buries his head. He buries his head into your shoulder and you just kind of hold him. And then I, and I clip his nails, mm -hmm. you know, and he lets me do it. And that's, that's, again, we just know him where if he's on the table and I try to clip his nails, forget it. He's coming around like a man. He just, you know, he's, he's right. trying to get me, but you know, you hold his little head and he loves you, you know, and, and yeah. like, he hates me, 
You know, because <laughs> every when we when I finish clipping his nails, he looks at me like you know, and I go, eh, Pino, it's okay, and he just tucks his head back into you. He wants no part. <laughs> yeah, a lot of dogs love me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh God. Anyway. Why don't we, uh, we're going to keep this one short and sweet. I don't even know our time here. But anyway, let's go to a break and, and uh, you know, we'll come. We, we have the funny comment section. I don't know if I mentioned that up front, but we do have a funny uh, comment. Uh, I don't know how funny it is. It's more, I, I don't know how to take this one, but we're going to let you know when we come back. We'll sum up the show and we'll, we'll read it off and uh, leave it to you guys when we come back on Groomer Humor. dog Mojo was half beagle and half coonhound. He ate everything in sight. He would swallow things whole, including a chicken carcass, a bird nest with a bird in it, and assorted stones and sticks. We had to take him to the veterinary emergency room. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing on his feet and chewing the hair right off of his legs, being irritated, lethargic, and just not the same dog. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. We are your hosts. I'm Anthony Ray, along with my dad, Rudy V. And we're talking about... Two things today. Number one, getting bit. Number two, Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> yeah, apparently she's been popping up, uh, the real Shakira. Uh, <laughs> she's been popping up in our show. She's just here behind us. <laughs> just kind of popping up and saying her two cents every once in a while. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're talking about getting bit. It happens. There's things you could do to make it not happen. And uh, that's pretty much what the show has been about, where we've been sharing a couple of stories about when we maybe didn't do something correctly that led to us getting bit. In your case, not knowing that the golden had the potential to latch on you and see red like that. So, you know, you didn't you didn't put a soft muzzle on. And, you know, and in my case, uh, given that Karen Terrier, the benefit of the doubt, uh, you know, because he's licking me, I feel I was more deceived uh, than, in, than you in your situation. But still, nonetheless, you really shouldn't be putting your face in dog's faces too much. I didn't know that dog as well as I should have to really trust that he wasn't going to bite me right in my cheek. So it's going to happen one way or the other. Uh, once in a while, but there's definitely things that you guys can do to definitely limit that. And uh, and if you do get bit uh, with the some of the things that we've talked about in this episode, it won't be that bad. Soft muzzles, Elizabethan collars, do little things like that. Yeah. And as the customer, keep your groomer informed. If something has happened to your dog, even if it's a slight little thing, a little stumble off the couch, you got hardwood floors, half, that's the most common thing right there. Dog freaks out. 
jumps off the couch and, uh, you know, pops something out of place or something like that. Little things like that. Let your groomer know if you remember when you drop off. Hey, she took a little spill a couple of days ago. I think she's fine, but... Uh, she was favoring that leg a little bit for a couple of minutes. Just be careful, you know. Uh, and uh, and as groomers, if you do have an apprentice, talk to each other too. Same kind of communication. If you're prepping the dog and you're about to hand it off to your bather, if you noticed anything, the dog kept sitting when I lifted his tail to do the sanitary clip. The dog kept pulling away on the right leg when I was going for the pad. You know, let your bather know that, hey, something might be up with the butt area or something might be up with that, that left leg, that right leg. It's going to save you a lot in the long run. It's going to, again, make the dog safer. Safety, safety, safety. That's our motto here it's gonna make the dog safer and uh it's gonna make you safer because remember dogs can't say ow and uh sometimes unfortunately a dog might give you a little nip as a way of saying wow that really hurt me you know yeah. it's not really it doesn't mean it's a vicious dog but yeah, yeah. that's really the uh main yeah. point just be careful listen to uh, some of the things that we're saying because i guarantee you if you do what we're saying it will at least limit the amount of times that hopefully you know maybe never that would be great exactly you know that's the main goal really but Right. And not to scare anybody out of being a dog groomer or anything like that, because here's the thing too, guys, it really doesn't happen all that often. And with, and if you're careful, it happens even less. So, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, just, just be careful and, uh, use a few, uh, (laughs) cautionary tactics. (laughs) Sorry, our producers (laughs) met. Oh man. I love Mark. (laughs) As we're talking, oh God, he, Oh God. God, she's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Mark is posting pictures on our screen of Shakira <laughs> <laughs> from the show. That's oh, great. Well, now she yeah. really is here. Yeah, she. See, thank you. Yeah, you know she's Aquarius, guys. Just so you know. Oh yeah, that's right. She's Aquarius. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Mark. <laughs> now, now we're not even lying. Shakira really is here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And anyway. So, thanks. That's a perfect uh, summation there by Anthony. Be careful. Try not to get bitten. If you do, it's part of the job. Hopefully, it's not that bad. So, let's get to our comment. I'm a professional. This came off of the groomer humor. So, this isn't even off of the grooming by Rudy on YouTube. This is off of this came through us to us through groomer humor. And uh, I like this one because it, it says, "We listen to your podcasts." You guys are very funny. I have to say, your teeth are crooked, but they're not that bad. <laughs> so, thank you. I, I guess you know, it's a compliment, but like, like, couldn't he just have said, like, your teeth aren't that bad? Like, did you have to confirm the crooked part? Yeah, they, they, I guess they could have cleaned that up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, thank you, though. It's uh, a thank you, but... <laughs> yeah, like, God... Yeah, like your, yeah. Your teeth are cr- and like that means that they. Here's the thing though, because we don't really have any whole lot of pictures on pet life of us. That means like you went on to YouTube and you saw my teeth. Like you, right. Like yes, your teeth are confirmed. Your teeth are crooked, <laughs> but they're not that bad. Yeah, it's definitely it's a compliment with a little bit of a unintentional jab up top. Yeah. They are crooked, but they're not that bad. They're not that bad. Just, you know, like they've seen worse. Like, you know, I've seen worse, not that much worse, but yeah, I've seen worse. Yeah, so. right. You're not bottom of the barrel, but you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Any, anyway, l- l- again, just thank you. I, I, I'm going to take it as a compliment. I'm going to say thank you for that. I, yeah. I appreciate that. You know what? At least they're watching our videos and they're listening to our show, I guess. Because you know what? That's an avid fan right there. For them to yeah. know how much you talk about your teeth. 
and them to look through our videos because not all of our videos use your face there. A lot of our videos sometimes just have your hands doing the doing the grooming, and it's a tutorial. So that means they really watch a lot of our stuff. They do, and thank you for that. I don't like the new uh, thumbnail though on the "Can you pop a dog's eardrum?" I hate my teeth in that one. <laughs> I'm smiling way too hard, you know. Nah, you look it, good. It, no, and my one tooth—it's really weird. I—I I don't know. It's like off angle. It's kind of my teeth. You know, like when you look at somebody in the mirror and their face looks crooked. Yeah. Okay. Well, my face looks like that without looking in the mirror. Like just looking <laughs> at me, I got crooked teeth, like slanted. I don't know. Tom Cruise, whatever. I. You got the uh, perpetual mirror crooked tooth. Yes. Yes. I got. Would be the best I way have. to. Anyway, guys, thanks for <laughs> thanks for uh, checking out another uh, episode here. We really appreciate you guys tuning and listen to us yeah thank you so much for stopping by guys as always we'd like to thank our producer mark winter thank you so much mark if you haven't already head on over to our youtube channel it's called grooming by rudy that's grooming by rudy on youtube.com leave a comment like share subscribe we want to hear from all you guys you could also like grooming by rudy on facebook follow grooming by rudy on instagram and twitter it has been an absolute pleasure as always until next time take care of yourselves and your pets let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com